What's up, guys? Welcome to the Weekly Pass. We are going to be talking about all things NFL. The season has begun. We have so much to talk about. Let's dive in right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz yeah, I love it. This is a perfect song for this. Uh, since I am on a high with my Steelers, at least pulling out a tie. At least pulling out a tie against You're the You're on a high with the Steelers, pulling out a tie with the Cleveland yes, Browns. we'll talk about that in a minute. But first of all, welcome to the Weekly Pass. I am Becky Sotero. This is David H. Hello. Balloon. H, you can follow us the on H. Wow. Yeah, got the H in there. The you can follow us there. on all of our social media. Uh, I guess we should address the most important person missing, Bonnie Jill. Mm-hmm. She is up in San Francisco. We just want to give you guys an update. She did receive a um, an amazing job opportunity in San Francisco. She's going to be with uh, KNBR. 680 up in San Francisco. It's a it's a radio uh, TV, you know radio station. Thing. So she's doing yeah, her thing. living her life. She will be. This is obviously still her show. So she'll be uh, joining us next week. We'll just have her looped in. So that'll be exciting to have to hear all about her. Yeah, accepts. I'm excited to hear about it. I've got a chance to. You know, hear about a lot of it. I know she's been so busy. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I want to know what's going on I in your know, life. I know. So we will keep all of you guys up to date on that. Make sure you follow us on BJL Weekly Pass on Twitter, and we'll keep you up up to date on everything. So another thing we need to talk about, you guys, um, it's it is a little bit of a heavy day. Heavy it day. Is. It's uh, it 9/11. Obviously, you everyone in the world should know that. And uh, 17 years, literally to the day, it happened on a Tuesday. I know that you were about five I was months a old. <laughs> couple months old. I was not aware. I've yeah. lived my life in a post 9/11 world. It's mm-hmm. been. It's kind of crazy to hear stories of, of course, the day, mm-hmm. but to hear stories about people before, and I know from my parents and where everyone was. And even if they're young enough to have been children when it happened, mm-hmm. or if they lived in a whole world and how uh, national security and Everything, Everything changed. changed. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a time before that you wouldn't even obviously exactly. remember that. I have w- no where, idea. Where literally anybody could walk you to the gate of of your flight, you know. And now it's like the, uh, security is That's so different. Been my I norm. Mean, it's been your Girl, norm. It's been my but norm. I, I my just entire think it's, life. it's important to address that. Obviously, it's such a heavy day for our history, but the, we just can't forget the heroism. We can't forget the people Never. that literally gave up their lives to save another, you know, another life, and the people who are struggling with their health because of, you know, all the fumes and all the things that they, you know, obviously, you know, ingested that day. But just my goodness, it's just such a pivotal part in history, and it there was really so is. much. Yeah, so much unity, and I know again so you don't you, no. you don't know what it was like before. But I really don't. I really don't know what it was like then. But it's it's a it's a somber day, and it's mm-hmm. a somber story. But coming out of it, it's a story of strength mm-hmm. and unity and sacrifice and being able to come together as a country and not fall apart. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a story of selflessness and yeah, people and I, doing things for other people. I, and wait, have you ever seen the lives. memorial in New York? I have. I went okay. there. It Amazing. Was, it's I don't have words. I don't actually have words for how amazing yeah. it was. And they have the two pools where yeah. the tower stood. Yeah. It's, it is honestly breathtaking. Yeah. Like you walk in, they do the whole metal detector thing, and mm-hmm. there's just every inch of that place is mm-hmm. just. I, yeah, I, we have it up there on the screen for you guys too. And so you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it. like I, I, if you know me, I've always said it's 
one of those you know heartbreaking points in history. Is, but like Pearl really Harbor, is. there's beauty from ashes. Literally, there's a reason for it. In our country, it has never been more divided, more united. And I think it's irony that now, 17 years later, we could be more divided. And it's so, and, and uh, you know, obviously, we, no one ever wants a tragedy to bring people together. But one thing that does bring, I, I think, you know, this is an important note to say. One thing that brings everybody together is sports. And I'm not saying that just ironically. I really mean <laughs> that. That when that happened, a lot of people did dive into the you know NHL season, a season, the NFL season, the NBA season. It was just like this relief from all that grief. And so I think you know it's just it's important to note that at least we have our sports, and that does unite us and it excites us. And uh, but we will never forget. So I just oh. wanted to make sure sports. we give a little bit of yeah. a salute, of course. And sports brings people together, which mm-hmm. is the crazy thing is. People always ask me, oh, why do you love sports so much? And I'm like, oh, well, I love the, the game and the following it. But it's the idea of the camaraderie, even mm-hmm. not even being on a team, but if you're ever, if anyone's ever been at a game ever mm-hmm. and you're in the crowd and you're yeah. cheering because whatever sporting event you are, your team just did something good and yeah. you look over to the person next to you and you give them a high yeah. five. You've never met that person in your yeah. life, but you act like your best friends yeah. because you're rooting for one common goal and sports, sports is an escape, but mm-hmm. sports allows people to come together and it allows people to care mm-hmm. about each other. And sure, people can hate yeah. each other for sports. Like, if you're a fan of the opposing team, mm-hmm. you're going to get hated, but you know at the end of the day it's it's all in camaraderie and sportsmanship. It is, and, and that's what I, why I kind of wanted to loop it back into, you know, just there is there's always positive, there is always, you always know, like find you said, a silver lining. Hope. Yeah, always, silver lining. Always so, do. Uh, again, we just, uh, on behalf of AfterBuzz and Bonnie Jill and just our show, we just want to extend our thoughts and prayers for everyone affected, still affected. And, um, you know, we just got to, we just got to band together. It's, it's such a, such a negative culture right now. And, and you know, yes. not only just politically, but everybody just needs encouragement. And uh, I think that, again, just reflecting on that day can really mm-hmm. kind of help put, put people back in a perspective of what really, truly matters. And that is relationships and life and, and all that. So, um, that's all I'm going to say on that. We are going to transition into a very exciting weekend of NFL. A very exciting weekend. Week one. Week one. Overall thoughts on it, David? Week one, it went like a week one should. The way week one usually goes is you usually always have the team or the player, mostly the player. You have random players just step out of nowhere. Guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick or Austin mm. Elker who just stand, get out of nowhere. Like they yeah. just come from nowhere and they put up like – Big numbers and huge. huge points, and they usually recede back into mm-hmm. where they where they should not yeah. should be, but where they usually are. Yeah. As the following weeks, week one's all about those underrated players mm-hmm. stepping up, and you have guys like Chris Hogan or Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey who are not putting up the numbers you want mm-hmm. them to, and that's just because it's right. the big players, the big names. They just got to kind of get more into sure. the rhythm. Sure, and even guys, I know he got hurt, but even guys like Leonard Fournette who's not mm-hmm. putting up big numbers. You know, versus a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who hasn't mm-hmm. been himself in years, and he's still putting up big numbers with right. huge touchdowns. Well, and to your point, we'll go into kind of these these details, and, and uh, we, we got the live chat going, guys. So make sure you participate in the live chat and uh, let us know your thoughts as well. So we'll we'll go one by one. But you know, I guess to your point, do you feel like really you can gauge much on week one? Like, what's your thoughts about that? Or do you oh, fe- you can't. Do you, do you feel? Yeah, it, it's obviously an ever unfolding situation. No, but you can't. But how all. much gravity do you think you can really put on week one? I think week one, you can give it some credit because week one is still teams and Mm -hmm. it's still them working stuff out. And you know you have a lot of new guys Mm -hmm. on a lot of new teams and a lot of rookie faces. Saquon Barkley didn't have a lot going for him until he scored that 68-yard touchdown against Mm -hmm. Jacksonville. 
Jimmy Graham is new to the Packers and he didn't get a whole lot of action. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks lost Jimmy Graham, so they had to go to Will Disley and he mm-hmm. performed out of his mind in a very <laughs> week one performance. Yeah. James Conner for the Pittsburgh Steelers took over for Le'Veon Bell in the holdout and he yeah. performed. But I don't see guys like Will Disley or guys like Geronimo Allison mm-hmm. on the Packers mm-hmm. who got a great touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. By the Rogers, way, which, shout out to your jersey. What up? If, if you, anyone wants to. If you're to, listening to the podcast you're not watching. If anyone wants to. If you can see. <laughs> if you can't see, it's an Aaron Rodgers jersey that I've had for years and it's gone through a lot of hardships <laughs> with me. If anyone wants to remember the uh, disappointing uh, loss to the Seahawks in the MC Championship game. Oh, we remember. I but I just think it's one. so cute that you're wearing your team. Of I should have. I, I, I have to. He's one of the greatest of all times. And if you can't see what I'm gesturing, there's a picture of him right there. Absolutely. Well, and and again, to kind of let you finish your point, um, can we go into Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes, we can. What a sensational performance. How are you feeling about Jameis coming back? And for people who don't know, Jameis is uh, suspended for three games. So, you, you know, talk about... It, what does he have to prove when he comes back? Because, I mean, nobody was expecting this game out of him. So No, no one expected this one at all. The thing with the Saints, though, is I'll tell you about the Saints and the whole division mm-hmm. is, maybe not the Panthers, but the Saints, they always have barn burner games. That's why if you're ever a fantasy owner and you mm-hmm. want to own some Saints players like Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael mm-hmm. Thomas, go for it. Even even guys like Ted Ginn or Mark Ingram, Mike yeah. Gillisley even. These are good players for good fantasy points, and just in an NFL standpoint, the Saints always have these barn burner games. Right. No matter who they're playing, they always just have a way to score a bunch of points because their offense is so high-powered, and their defense just can't match that. The offense will put up so much production that the defense will get lackadaisical, and you have teams like the Buccaneers, and sometimes the Saints lose. The Saints can pull them out, but sometimes the Saints will lose games. You know when, when they played... Um, the Vikings in the playoffs, and they had that miracle game. That was a mm-hmm. back-and-forth game right. that was high-scoring. But the Buccaneers, led by Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. not mm. Jameis Winston. Man. Jameis Winston will come back, and I pre- I'm, they're going to start him. Of course they are. Of course they are. He's going to have a lot to prove now. After that opening game. that's. Yeah. I mean, the if you look at the receiving core for the Buccaneers, you have guys like Mike Evans, you have guys mm-hmm. like Deshaun Jackson, you know, landed wrong, out of bounds, but he was still catching passes right. and looked like when he was on the Eagles. Right. They're still, the receiving core, Mike Evans, people are looking down at him, but Mike Evans is still a top-tier receiver because mm-hmm. Mike Evans just, he never had the quarterback behind him. Right. So now that he he did at least this week, he put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. Their running game has taken a slump ever since they lost Doug Martin. He really didn't perform last year. They have guys like Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones mm-hmm. who aren't really top tier and then they thought I mean I saw I was watching the game and I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. how's he's gonna do yeah well and that's the upset of, of the exactly. entire that's the opening weekend is that nobody expected is he throws it. four touchdowns yeah. and you don't expect that at all and these are not like and little 417 yards y'all like that's these aren't the run game gets <laughs> you into the position and then a guy like Jared Goff will throw a nice little quick touchdown right. uh, uh, Cooper Cup this right. is real long passes mm-hmm. you can see the thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, mm-hmm. and the reason why he's not going to be a top-tier quarterback is you can see when he actually throws the ball. Mm-hmm. On a long pass, I'll go into specifics, to Deshaun Jackson when he had that touchdown. The pass was, it looked weak. The actual fundamentals of the pass, the ball was wobbly, it yeah. didn't look strong, it looked like he just threw it up there. Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. people don't realize, is actually a really good receiver mm-hmm. and actually knows how to track a ball. And right. he actually caught that one really well, but the pass wasn't there. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, right. I think 
if he was playing against another team, a stronger defense, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. wouldn't have put up these numbers. And, but in New Orleans, and, and in that's, New Orleans, that's the question: is yeah, how much could, how much can we really weigh that? And we'll talk a lot about that as well uh, with the Lions, kind of you know the Lions and the, yeah, and the Jets. That was like there's a lot, of, huh? a lot to be said about that game. Um, let's go in, uh, and we'll get get to that. But let's go into James, uh, James Connor for Bell. James Conner putting up two touchdowns, almost had a third one. They called it back, and they went to Antonio Brown instead. Uh, thanks, Big Ben. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, yes, but so good. Le'Veon Bell, if you know, was on a holdout and mm-hmm. has been on a holdout, and they say he'll probably come back in November. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it's September 11th. We talked about September 11th, but it's September. It's yeah. September right now. It's week one, and Le'Veon Bell is not back. Yeah. This hurts anyone who is a Steelers fan. Yep. Took him first overall in fantasy, like a like a good friend of mine who yep. knows little about football. We mm-hmm. make fun of him, but this hurts the Steelers too. Sure, and you know they have a nice receiving core of Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster who mm-hmm. showed mm-hmm. up. Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback mm-hmm. has gone such so downhill. Mm-hmm. He's he threw. I think they had what like six turnovers mm-hmm. in that game. Mm-hmm. He threw a couple interceptions, more than a couple interceptions. It rough was, game, yeah. Rough I mean, game. he he needs it was real dangerous. Le'Veon, absolutely. But and I mean, James, that could have that could have been a big difference too. In it the could have been huge because yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is used to being able to hand it to Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. He does his little stand in front of the line, find the hole, cut in. Like that's yeah, what he I mean, does. We know. We obviously know that QBs rely on the receivers. So they do. They do. That's where I think a lot of that mm-hmm. and problem he, is. <laughs> and it would it looked to be a receiver game, and no one expected yeah. James Conner to step up and do what he did. Sure, he just showed up. And it's a very typical thing, though. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, James Conner, who the hell is this? But it's a very typical thing for backups to show up when you don't expect them to. I mean, a guy like mm-hmm. Alfred Morris when Jarek McKinnon got hurt, that's not really the case. Right. But usually you'll always find that one backup that everyone must rely on. Nick mm-hmm. Foles is mm-hmm. a great example. Sure. Perfect example. Sure. He shows up just like James Conner showed up. Don't expect this from James Conner every mm-hmm. week. Please don't. That is a huge yeah, mistake. Yeah, and I think that's what we talked about too. Talking about the first weekend and, and it does, how much yeah. does it really matter? You know, our players settling in, and I think that this they, might have just been something that just was sort of a. They really are. Know, don't expect this from Patrick Mahomes again. Right. Don't, because Patrick Mahomes is playing against a Chargers defense that didn't have Joey Bosa, and he had a guy like Tyreek Hill who was on his game. Even though yes, Tyreek had an incredible game, it was insane. Even though Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey yeah. were not on their game. Hawkins wasn't even, mm-hmm. but Tyreek Hill really carried that team. Yeah. But don't trust Patrick Mahomes again, just like you can't trust James Conner again. Yeah, and I, I think they just had a good game. You know, I think, yeah, you can't read into the plays and, and their, you know, no, their yards game. and all of the rushes. Yeah, it, I think that it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But um, let's kind of dive into Ty- Tyreek a little bit. My goodness, so he averaged 22 miles per hour per, per, just, yeah just two of the fastest, fastest record speeds on it's Sunday's game so I mean what are we to expect for him for the rest of the season is he a, a you know game no, changer for the Chiefs he is yeah the thing about Tyreek Hill versus all these other players like Fitzpatrick and Connor is Tyreek Hill can perform every week mm-hmm. maybe not as good as he did I think he really set the bar high yeah. especially with that 91 yard kickoff return at the beginning of the game stop it yeah it's, and he had that amazing catch and he's so fast it's he's so got good hands. Yeah. unfair he's got great hands great hands yeah. for a speed receiver like you look at a guy like John Ross mm-hmm. on the Bengals you don't think they're gonna have great hands but right. he has great hands right. and believe it or not Deshaun Jackson was a speed receiver back mm-hmm. in his day mm-hmm. and he had great hands mm-hmm. didn't have an amazing IQ if you look at some of his plays but he had great hands and Tyreek Hill surprisingly mm. has really good hands he can catch the ball well he can track it well he knows yeah. where he needs to be. He's a great IQ, and I think 
Patrick Mahomes kind of needed the guy to rely on. If everyone's looking at Patrick sure. Mahomes' yards, these aren't these are Tyreek Hill's yards. Mm-hmm. These are the yards that he got him for short dump-off plays that Tyreek just took to the house right. and great catches that Tyreek made. Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to lie, he's a fine quarterback, mm-hmm. right? He's fine, but he's not going to perform like that every single week. But the Chiefs always find a way to show up at Stub Up Center in Carson versus the almost said San Diego Chargers. No, no, no. Los Angeles Chargers yeah, now, they second charge- year. Oh, man. And they always find a way to show up. And the Chargers' defense is a little lacking. They're getting back to it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The Chargers, they look good themselves. They do look really Phillip good. Phillip Rivers they look, really look good. good. Yeah. Keenan Allen looked good. Melvin Gordon looked really good. Okay, well, we have to go into who looked really good, and that's your boy, Aaron Rodgers. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Please this. Please let me talk about this. Yes, I know. I'm giving you such a big platform Please let for me this. talk about this. I mean, let's just, let's just go off. One of the most talented quarterbacks ever, and even ever. let's talk about how Tom Brady, you guys, I'm going to read this comment, has actually commented, Aaron Rodgers is much more talented than me. What can you say to that? I mean, I guess it makes sense. Here's the problem is that Aaron Rodgers needs a better offense, and that's what yes, he does. that's what Tom Brady has. So I think that that's something that is so important for people to realize that obviously, you know, Aaron is just as talented, if not more, but he, he just needs he needs the help. He needs the help, period. He does. But, but what a comeback. Let's talk about this game. And with an injured leg, I mean, I just, I don't know. There's so much to say, but let's start with just the comeback. Your the thoughts. Comeback. Do I have a platform? You have is a, this my platform? Go, boy. Okay. And go. Hey. Well, first of all. I'll respond to our live chat while you're go talking. Go for it. Go there, because I'm just going to give a nice little look to anyone who decided to doubt Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in any sort of situation. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Packers fan, if you couldn't. Right. I don't know if this yeah. is. I mean, I don't think you can tell. tell, but like, Aaron Rodgers, when I saw him go down, mm-hmm. I was so so sure it was it. And it could be it. But when he went down with that leg injury and he was carted off, it reminded me of when he played the Vikings and he got that collarbone injury. And I was like, please, just take my collarbone, honestly. It's not that great, but it'll be better than a broken one. Absolutely. It, it was devastating. And then they brought in Deshaun Kaiser, who last year took the Browns to, I think it was, let me just check real quick, 0-16. And Deshaun Kaiser gave up the ball to Khalil Mack, and they scored, and it was like 17 nothing for the Bears. The Bears went into halftime up 17 points. If anyone doesn't know, that's two touchdowns and a field goal right there. They went up 17 points, and the Bears felt good. Mm-hmm. The guys like Al Robinson, Mitch Rubensky was looking good. Khalil Mack, their addition from the Raiders, everyone thought that was it. Why bring Rodgers back with Khalil Mack there? The Packers mm-hmm. regret not trading for him. The Bears are so happy. The Bears are back. Then Aaron Rodgers comes out in the second half. Packers go down 20 to nothing. Mm. Aaron Rodgers leads a drive. One drive. Devontae Adams, touchdown. Yeah, so good. Bears come back, don't score. Next touchdown drive. Back of the end zone to Geronimo Allison. Mm-hmm. Bears don't score. <laughs> Next touchdown drive. No, I'm sorry. I'm lying. The Bears do score. The Bears get a field goal. Packers are down, what, six? Next touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. Long pass to Randall Cobb. Touchdown. Extra point. Packers win 24-23. So good. Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers back down 20 in the second half. 20 points. Yeah. 20 points. Okay, so here's the thing. He obviously delivers. Do you think this injury is it a risk? I mean, are they going to now yes. pull no, him back? No, it's a risk. Yeah. They're going to pull him yeah. back. They're not going to use him as much. It's a real risk. They know about last year. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, when he's healthy, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Probably the greatest, the greatest quarterback oh, yeah. in the yeah, league. Yeah, and it's been argued that right he's now. the greatest. Yeah. He can draw free plays better than anyone, drawing the team on a neutral zone infraction mm-hmm. and getting these free plays. Hail Mary King. 
I'm talking about the miracle of Motown, mm-hmm. uh, the playoff game versus the Giants, the playoff game versus the uh, the Cardinals to Jeff Janis. He really he's amazing. He throws the back foot better than anyone, creates the most time in the pocket, right. is able to escape the pocket and throw on the run. If you look at that game versus the Cowboys where mm-hmm. Mason Crosby at the game winning field goal, uh, not this playoffs, but last playoffs, this playoffs, he, uh, he was injured. Thanks, the, thanks, thanks, Minnesota. Appreciate it. But, <laughs> yeah, I got some things to say about the Vikings. <laughs> not Kirk Cousins, not my team, but, like, the Vikings. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. But, just, he can throw the ball so mm-hmm. well. He can create space so well. I mean, I was, I was about to say, yeah. versus that game versus the Cowboys in the playoffs mm-hmm. in uh, 16 or 17, two mm-hmm. seasons ago, through the Jared Cook, mm-hmm. they got the field. He's... He's stupidly good. He's so, stupidly good. And he's one he's one of the most aware players. And the thing Aaron Rodgers can do better than anyone mm-hmm. is Tom Brady can do it really well, too. Mm-hmm. But he can draw out players that people haven't heard of. Yeah. Geronimo Allison, Jeff Janis, mm-hmm. Richard Rodgers. He puts all these players on pedestals because he finds them. Geronimo Allison was a top look mm-hmm. for the Packers. Mm-hmm. They have Devontae. They got rid of Jordy. Him and Jordy were special. He got Lance yes. Hendricks. No one knows who that but is. But still Rogers comes back still even with the him. contract, even with being beloved in Green Bay. All these he's things. Oh he, my he's, God. he's so beloved. I, I, no. I just still, my question is how, you know, again, with the injury, it's just like how, and not having the offense he needs, how are they going to even be contenders, you know, for a championship this year? Well, Aaron Rodgers is the offense he needs. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, sure, you can put a million people around him, mm-hmm. but Aaron Rodgers just needs a guy who can catch mm-hmm. a ball, and that's all. Because mm-hmm. he can put it exactly where you need mm-hmm. it to go. If you look at that pass to Randall Cobb at the end of the game, he threaded the needle so mm-hmm. well. And Randall Cobb's an amazing receiver. Devontae Adams is an amazing receiver. Yeah. Geronimo Allison people haven't heard of, and he was still getting the ball to him. Jeff Janis, in that game, in that playoff game, where yeah. they eventually lost in overtime, Larry Fitzgerald was just feeling extra mean and scored in overtime. The way he threw up that Hail Mary, his Hail Marys have been to, besides Randall Cobb, they've been to Richard Rodgers um, in Detroit, and they were to Jeff Janis, mm-hmm. who was off the team. But he was a kick return specialist, just like Trevor Davis is now. They used him so well, and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers put the ball so well that he knew a guy like Jeff Janis, yeah. and no offense to Jeff Janis, but he's not a Devontae Adams, could catch it. Mm-hmm. That's what Rodgers does. Mm-hmm. A guy like Jared Cook isn't a wonderful, wonderful, amazing tight end, right. but he can catch a ball on the sideline, tiptoe catch, if Rodgers puts the ball in the right place, which right. he can do like no one else. Yeah. You see guys who are like low if you take another take a guy like that and you put him on another team mm-hmm. with a court mm-hmm. my mic with a quarterback mm-hmm. not like Aaron Rodgers yeah. he's just they're not going to perform yeah they're really not going to perform like you want them to and like that's the thing I'm switching over to the Browns and we'll talk about the Browns in a yeah. second because yeah, no, let's talk about the they Browns. did a crazy little thing yeah but a guy like Josh Gordon is a really good receiver mm-hmm. but he has not had the quarterback mm-hmm. even with Tyrod even mm-hmm. with Baker mm-hmm. he does not have the quarterback to be where he needs to be neither right. does Jarvis Landry and Jarvis Landry never really had it with Ryan Tannehill or Jay Cutler and none of those guys do mm-hmm. even the run game there Carlos Hyde is a great running back Isaiah Crow is a good running back Nick Chubb is kind of showing out, but mm-hmm. they don't. They're never in the position with the Browns to actually show up and get touchdowns and get red zone right. touches because the Browns never get there. Yeah. And this game with the Browns was interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you like to let us know what happened with the Browns? Um, no, you can. But you before we to. get, well, wow. we're going to get to that in a minute because I have to talk about two other things. And before we dive into, right, into individual games, uh, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, such a fan. I just I think what's so interesting about him is that. 
he, you know, he obviously drafted third. I just, I can't wrap my brain around how good he is and how he was drafted third, first of all. I mean, I know that, obviously, I, I, I don't know, he should have been drafted before Saquon, all of this stuff. I, my really? Po- my point is, let me get to that. I just, my question for you, do you think the Giants are in full mode regret for passing on him? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about this. Like, youngest franchise quarterback. I mean, I have, I have all this stuff here. Composed. He's He's got infectious leadership. He's, you know, had one, excuse my language, a hell of a first game. He's proving to everyone. He's the whole package. I just, I wonder if the Giants are sitting back a little bit and they're like, ah, oh, we passed on him. Your thoughts? I don't think the Giants are there. Okay. I think the Giants still have faith in Eli, and I think they're willing to go into the next couple drafts and grab a quarterback, but... If I got Saquon Barkley out of the draft, yeah. I would be so happy. I mean, the Browns obviously always go quarterback, and they were feeling strong at yeah. running back, so they didn't want to go pick up Saquon. But Saquon Barkley is probably going to be the best player out of the mm-hmm. draft. For sure. No you doubt. Know, he's an at incredible running back. The I'm best skill player out of but the I, draft. But I think that, I mean, obviously, like in terms of a QB and a running back, I just feel like a QB, I don't know. Has I, more franchise potential. That's yeah, true. And yeah. I think the Jets made a really smart pick, not going with a guy like Josh Allen mm-hmm. or Josh Rosen. I think it was really smart to go after a guy like Sam Darnold. Uh, yeah. They like his height. They like his size. He's really calm. You He's saw in this darn game. darn good. Oh, uh, Lord. Of course hey, he is. I can't take credit for that. That was in the New York Times. But it was pretty, pretty dope. You know what? <laughs> Come on, New York Times. What are you doing? But he he was the only out of the like the four, five, you count sure. Lamar Jackson rookie quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen didn't really get the start. Right. Uh, Baker didn't get the start. Uh Josh Rosen didn't get the start. Right. Lamar Jackson didn't get the start. He got playing time. Mm-hmm. The Jets put all their trust in him because they tra- They yes. showed that when they he's, traded he's Teddy Bridgewater to the Saints. But not only do they, put, you know, the, not only I can't speak. Not only are they putting <laughs> their trust in him, he's delivering. So he's that's delivering. something else that's, that's impeccable to to comment on. But I would, I really would love to talk about the, you know, how the Jets defeated the Lions. Do you think that it's just hype? You know, in, in this moment, because of this game, or do you really think the Jets are as good no, as they are? Because they the Lions, the I mean, that was a crap game. The, the Lions, Lions are terrible. So, I mean, are are we comparing two thousand six, yeah. two thousand six, two thousand eight? I think Lions. One of those two. My I think point it was is, Lions like, are, are we are we over glamorizing it? Because you know, was it off balance? Was the you know the the, the game off balance? I think we are over glamorizing it. Yeah. I think this isn't a. It's week one, so it's not telling. A lot of this happens to a lot of teams. Right. The Lions just happened to be the one where a seemingly bad team just kind of rode the hype of Sam Darnold. Sure. And they rode the hype of Isaiah, of Isaiah Crowell. Yeah. And I mean, Isaiah Crowell shows up, and he never really shows up, but mm-hmm. he showed up because they had a good game. Mm-hmm. When your team scores a lot of points, players get more stats, and they show up. It, it looks like that they show up, but the team shows up. Yeah. That's the difference. Is you can have a player show up, but the team just kind of suck. Versus a whole team showing up, and that's what the Jets yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. But I also think, you know, what's interesting to be said is when they play a champion-level team, how will that play differently? That's are they going to be overwhelmed? Because the Lions are not yeah. a championship-level yeah. team. They're really not. They're, they're like, mild, I would say, if I could describe <laughs> if them. If you could be nice. If yes. I could be nice. If I have to be nice to the Lions, I'll call them that. Mild. Matthew Stafford isn't a elite quarterback. They don't. They're trying to rely on Carryon Johnson, Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones Jr. Not really exactly where they need to be. The Lions, Eric Ebron's not. They don't. They don't have. Everything's kind of there. Yeah. It's it's not there, but it's there. They're just not using it well enough, and the Jets just forced. Matthew Stafford into such stress and peril and he just gave a bunch of turnovers and it was 
as defensive as was offensive for the Jets. Right. And they just, the Lions are a type of team, being mild, Mm -hmm. can have a game like that, even versus a team like the Jets, who I know are right in the hype. And don't, do not get hype on the Jets right now. Yeah. It's the New York Jets, all right? Calm well, down. With that, with that said, we just have to give Calm credit down. where credit is deserved, and sure, Sam Darnold okay. is just Sam slaying Darnold the game gets right the credit. now. So he does. So hats off to him. But I, our chat is blowing up. Thank you so much, you guys. We are going to be talking about the Cowboys. And speaking of the Cowboys, <laughs> um, I, I just still, I know Bonnie Jill's not here, but just in honor of her, we're going to talk about her Cowboys. Right, what is happening Cowboys. with Dez? Obviously, <laughs> we, we know the dispute with the Redskins. He thought the Redskins looks great. The Redskins don't want him. You Why know, is this, is this another example of? You know Dallas ruining his career. I mean, they did that to To. Like we, we just know there's a mm. lot of, of conversation. They've ruined his reputation by talking about his, you know, his attitude in the locker room. I, I just he's too good of a player. No, he's not at the level that he was at. We can absolutely agree on yes, that. Yes, used to be elite. Now he's not. I will say that absolutely. But he's still a very valuable player, and technically he could still be very valuable to the Cowboys. But the point is, where does he go? What does he do? How how is he still not part of the mix? We looked at the Browns. I know we looked at the Redskins, and I. Being a Redskins fan, if I heard Des Bryant suing my team, mm-hmm. I would be angry. Mm-hmm. I know he's a great, great wide receiver, but the mm-hmm. thing is with Des is he tracks in so much money, mm-hmm. and he's not worth all that money, and mm-hmm. he's only going to be asking for that money. And when people don't pay him like that, it's not going to work. Right. I mean, look at a guy. How much transition to basketball over for? A quick little second, like one little kind of little jump. Luol Deng, who got paid so much, came to the Lakers mm-hmm. and just didn't show up and then the Lakers bought him out and then he got signed by the Timberwolves for what he was actually worth or Timberbulls I should say but that's kind of how it works Dez I don't think with his I don't know ego but being who he is he's not really going to want to take a pay cut Mm -hmm. and teams really don't want to pay him that's the reason the Cowboys cut him sure they cut him because he was making too much money and with a guy like Dez I mean not Dez Dak he wasn't performing but there's been no surprise though and no Undercut of his attitude as well, and I, no, I just think I wonder. If, and I wonder if wary. Dallas is just—I don't know. I mean, I just think that it's one thing to let a player go; it's another thing to kind of smear the reputation. They really did. They really and didn't I, do a good job of that. I just think, that, of course, he, like I say, he's still a great player, no, not elite, right? But I, I just think that there's something to be said about the fact that it's a shame he's not. It playing. is. So, you know, I'd love to see him playing. I think he still has a lot of talent. Yeah, he just. That Cowboys team did when they first got Zeke, they did real good, mm-hmm. like real, like really good, right. like top of the NFC type good. And then Ezekiel Elliott had the had the suspension, and he's kind of gone downhill. He still mm-hmm. still can eat, okay. He still is a strong running back, a power back. He knows how to find the hole. But Dak Prescott for the Cowboys has gone so downhill. Mm-hmm. His First year, everyone was like, oh, my God, who's this? Amazing with Dak Prescott. Yep. Then, like, taking over for Tony Romo mm-hmm. after they finally just kind of gave him up and he became, like, some sort of wizard. Right, another franchise quarterback, talent. hype, yes. But, I mean, the receiving core now is just god-awful. And, like, a guy like Cole Beasley isn't going to be able to take them to elite. And a guy like Dak Prescott's not going to be able to take them to elite. Right. He's not right. enough of a quarterback. Sure, he's mobile and sure he's, like, a lesser Russell Wilson right. or like a lesser I'll say Deshaun Watson but he didn't really show up this week did he? Mm, he but did not give, no. him, give him That's time not a good give example. him time he had his injury yeah. Deshaun Watson will be fine don't worry Texas fans mm-hmm. but a guy like Dak Prescott on the other hand has had time to be fine and he hasn't been fine right. he slumped and I was like okay alright cool get out of the slump be mm-hmm. Todd Gurley have an amazing year after yeah. a sophomore slump 
nope, nothing. Yeah. He's not coming back up. He is. He went here. If you can see me, he was up here. <laughs> my hands way up high, slumped down, and just kind of stayed there. Yeah, for our Maybe podcast, he's declining. But yes, basically. he's declining for the listeners. Well, let's let's um some good conversation about some standout players. Let's go into some standout games. We got the Packers, the and, games. The, and the Bears, Steelers, and the Browns, Eagles, and the Falcons, <laughs> Saints, and Buccaneers, Patriots, Texans, Rams, and Raiders. Uh, we and can't Raiders. talk about all of them, but can we start uh, with? Your pick. Um, what what out of those games really stood out to you? What, what were some things that were surprises? Oh, well, I thought Miami looked good too, though. By Miami the way, looked whatever. nice in that game. You know, had a couple <laughs> thunderstorm suspensions, and Marcus Mariota kind of got a little roughed up. Yeah. But Miami was Brian Tannehill being bad. Yeah, they're looking good. Kenny Stills looking real nice. Yeah, the game that stood out to me the most, and I will say it, and I think everyone, besides for the Packers game, mm-hmm. a little bias here. Sure. Steelers Browns. Yeah, of course. And I will admit when I'm wrong, you said that was a game to watch for, and I said, it's the Browns, whatever. Mm-hmm. I I was, don't give me that look. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, okay? I was wrong about the Cleveland Browns, but I wasn't all that wrong about the Cleveland Browns. They didn't win, but the Cleveland Browns are probably the only team ever to break a losing streak by not winning. They tied 21-21 mm-hmm. in overtime. Everyone, I mean, a lot of people, if they're just recreational fans, they don't realize that ties in football are possible. Yeah, right, and I was—that was actually my other question for you. Do you think there should be a tie? No. Do you think Mm-mm. I don't either? I think play like let's until field, it's let's, over. Yeah, play until it's over, or like let's do a field goal situation. I just to me, tie is just such a awful anticlimactic wrong type of sports. football. Yeah, we're not playing that type of football. It's a good type of football. We're not playing it. It's not. Yeah, it's not amateur league here. So I, I, I just wish that there was not a tie, but no. that's just my opinion. I think it should be playoff standards where mm-hmm. they just let teams play until someone scores, and if it takes takes so long that sure. you can rework the rule but it really is not it's a rarity that teams do tie and when they tie is they play the overtime period and yeah. if no one scores at the end of overtime or or two right. teams hit field goals if the same if the score is tied at the end of overtime it's a tie and teams at the if they tie in the first week which hasn't hasn't happened i think since 71 right it, they go oh oh and one that's their yeah. record it, it's a third column, and that's a tie. Yeah. And pretty much what happened was the Browns came back on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Steelers kind of had control. I told you James Conner yep. did really yep. good. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. See, both I wanted having, you to explain this. I knew you wanted to. You asked shit. me to. I wanted to. On. You know I want to get into Give it. Give the people what they want. And then the Browns came back. The Steelers had, I think, I want to say like six to- turnovers. Big Ben well, he's terrible because yeah, I told he, you he, yep. could, he couldn't rely on Le'Veon. He was dropping the ball, literally. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. The ball got hit up in the air, and the Browns got the ball. And then they bring it back, and overtime comes. Mm-hmm. Chris Boswell, Boswell, excuse me, I'll start from even earlier. The Browns get the ball first, mm-hmm. don't score. Yeah. Boswell gets a field goal chance. Yeah. Excuse me, misses it. Mm-hmm. Zane Gonzalez, the Browns kicker. The Browns get a turnover, are in field goal range. There's a couple seconds left on the game clock. Mm-hmm. Has the chance to win the game for the Browns and botches the field goal. Mm-hmm. I think it was blocked. I don't know for certain. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt looked really smiley at the, at the mm-hmm. end of it. Mm-hmm. But Zane Gonzalez mm-hmm. missed the field goal in all Browns fashion, and they tied. Mm-hmm. And if, looking as a Browns fan, it's kind of like, okay, like we went 0 and 16 last year and hadn't won oh, a game Brown, in like 600. Yeah, Browns fans are stoked that it was a tie. Absolutely, we hadn't won a game since uh, um, there was a missed field goal right. in, uh, versus the San Diego Chargers yeah. in 2016. Sure. We're fine. Like, yeah. like we're okay. If you're a Steelers fan, mm-hmm. on the other hand, yeah, you don't go. Okay, we tied. We tied with the team. Yeah. No, no, no. You go. What did we just do? Yeah, especially when you're playing the Browns without the Browns. The Browns. Right. The Browns 
are that automatic win team on your schedule. Sure. That's how sure. you want to look sure. at them. There are a couple teams like that. And if you lose to those teams, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to have a tough year. Yeah, it's definitely a shakeup. The terrible towel team is probably freaking out a little they bit. But are, it's, it's early in the season. As we know, first game, they can shake it off. Uh, I, I know we're, we're kind of winding down time here, but I do want to dive into the Rams and the Raiders. Rams and what the Raiders. a game. I mean, obviously they were swallowed a little bit in the first half. I'm sad about the Rams, but they banded together. Their defense banded together. I mean, it's a, it's a new look, and I, I just think McVay has done such a good job. At best, the com- best job. Composure. Honestly. Like, one of the best coaches in the league. I he just, really is. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so – I just have so much to say about this, but I – I think what's important to know is they were so out of sync in the beginning. They were. It was a real close game, yeah. and everyone's like, the Raiders are back, Marshawn Lynch, and they were looking like, how many draft picks can I get from Marshawn Lynch now? Yeah. But they had a guy like that, and he was just producing, and it was like 13-13, and then the Rams just turned it on. They are a win-now team getting guys like Brandon Cooks and getting yeah. guys like Marcus Peters and you know getting guys signing Aaron Donald to a huge deal. They really want to win now. Jared Goff is improving. They right. have guys like Cooper Cup getting much better. Robert Woods. Yeah. Todd Gurley. Excuse me. So good. 147 yards. So good. Still so good. Do you think that, the, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm kind of curious what happened. Do you think the tempo was too much for them in the beginning of the half? Do you think that it could have been just some, some synchronicity that was off? I, I just, think the Rams, when you acquire a lot like of new pieces, no, half. you yeah. need to find yourself. Yeah. Give it a half. But isn't that what preseason's for? So I just kind of wonder, it, like, it what? It is, but it isn't. Preseason, yeah. people don't really go full out. Give it, that's why week one's so strange, because a lot of teams take the full game to find themselves. Right. A lot of, like, a lot of teams just need a half. Sure. They, they needed one half, and yeah. then they won, like, 33-13. to 13. Right. That's so good. all they needed. So good. And, I mean, we have to give, again, credit where credit's deserved. Oakland came out strong. They, they did. played Oakland, hard. They're still a strong team. Yeah. Derek Carr was down and up. and He's sure. just, you got to ride the wave of Derek Carr at this point. Right now you're down. Yeah. But the Raiders, they came out strong. I know they acquired Jordy Nelson from the Packers, mm-hmm. a veteran who's just kind of one of my all-time favorites, but he's really gone downhill. Mm-hmm. And they they looked like they were back, and mm-hmm. then the Rams just took advantage of no Khalil Mack yep. back in the secondary, and it just... So good. They, they slammed the door. And I think that, that's something to be said, and too. And their defense, is, too. Yeah, I mean, but we, we know their defense, just like you said, just need to kind of massage out those kinks the first half. It is such a good game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am I'm definitely think that they are going to be... The Rams are the, are, the, are the real deal. Yeah, they're this the real year, deal. This year, I'm not going to lie to you if they are. And I, I hate doing predictions, but I, I, I think Super Bowl, for really? sure, yes. Really? Yeah, what like happened last contender. year versus the Falcons? I mean... All right. I don't know, you about know the, what? I don't know it. about the Falcons, but I definitely Maybe not think the Falcons. But say, it. go yeah. ahead, say it. Yeah, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the Rams in the Super Bowl this year. I, that's what they wanted, though. That's mm-hmm. where they want to go. They don't yeah. want to go like, okay, we'll almost get there, or we'll be. No, they were like, this year we're winning the Super yeah. Bowl. In the next three years, I don't know. But I mean, it's impressive because when they hired McVay, like they were nothing, and the Rams were they traded away their pick so they can get Goff, and their pick yeah. was high, and I think it was like to Tennessee or something, and they were really, really bad coming from St. Louis, mm-hmm. and they stepped it up like I've never seen a they team. They did, and I think step up in a long time. It's strategic too. They made the right choices. They revamped the defense so they, the so. way they needed to, and I, I just think that they are clearly a contender they this are. year. Oh, they I'm so, so excited to see how they. Uh, how how they they're contending um, so unfold. well. There's a lot of teams that you expect not to contend as well that do yeah. contend, and that was the Rams a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when they just went I think like 13 and three, and everyone was just mm-hmm. so confused. And they had a really close game versus the Eagles, and they just sadly got knocked out of the playoffs too early. Right. But Todd Gurley shows up as the real deal. Mm. 
Brandon Cooks. Future is Hall still, of Famer. Future I mean, Hall, Todd, of Todd Gurley is just, he's just he's at, the at a whole other level. And he yeah. kind of represents that they have such a high powered, fast paced offense. Right. They can go to any of those guys. That's mm-hmm. why Cooper Cup and Robert Woods get such high numbers every yeah. week, even with like number one like receivers like Brandon Cooks, you know, like Sammy Watkins, they gave him away to uh, uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, Chiefs. it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, boy, Chiefs. They don't really have. I mean, that's not. Sam, Sam Watkins mm-hmm. isn't the real deal mm-hmm. from Buffalo. But they have such a high-powered offense, and you flip it over the defensive side, they add guys. You know, right. they had Mar- safety like Marcus Peters, right. safety or corner. I, slipping my mind, excuse yeah. me. And they re-sign a guy safety. like, thank you. Yeah. And they re-sign a guy like Aaron Donald, who is just uh, a beast. Top two defensive, top three defensive players if you want to throw J.J. Watt and Klumak in there. Such a good acquisition. So good. Can't it's, wait to yeah. see what happens. I'm excited for them. Um, I think they got a lot of potential, and so I think they're going far. So, yeah. I mean, do you have an east? I picked I picked my, so I my a, west. You get to pick your east. The west and east? The, the, yeah. The AFC? Yeah. I mean, everyone could say Patriots. I also love that the NFC West, that the Rams are the only ones that won. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can <laughs> we can always say Patriots. I mean, the Patriots, they look good. The Texans. No, okay, let's take out the Patriots. All right, I'm so tired of the, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, if we're not going mm. with Patriots. Well, if Leonard Fournette and if Leonard Fournette's out as much as they say mm-hmm. he is, I can't mm-hmm. go Jaguars. I gotta go AFC. I think the chat was going for Jags, actually. I could say Jags, but it really hurts me to say Jags. I mean, the Jaguars, they're. Saxonville, of course, you know, their defense right. with Jalen Ramsey and whatnot. But it's three. Oh, God. Two, oh, my God. I can't one. say Steelers either because everyone's like, why are the Steelers so bad? They have so many good players, but the Steelers just don't know how to produce. All right. So you're. Fine. Patriots. Patriots. Okay. Patriots it is. Fine. Fine. I, fine, fine. I, we have to put a little pin in our NFL talk and go into just, just some other news, the NHL season. Woo, woo. My, it's starting. It's, it's starting. Preseason, preseason starting. is starting Friday the 14th. I'm so excited. My Kings start on the 17th, I believe, or the 18th. I believe the 17th. Uh, so I'm it's just. How, how excited are you for you know, I'm NHL? Ready. I'm, I'm so ready. ready. It's been a minute. And yeah. I'm really ready to see all these teams. You know, the Golden Knights just got Petra ready. They got Petra ready. That was huge news. So in the NHL. excited for that. I'm re- I'm really ready to see the NHL season and the NBA season yeah. with all so these free good. agency I mean, and acquisitions start up. Even more we could say about the NBA, but just NHL we'll for leave, me. We'll it's leave just, it there. It's yeah, for, it's for a couple weeks. It, it, it's, there's it. so much transition, but Patch Ready, you know, people don't know former uh, Canadians captain. He is going to be such a good acquisition, especially with losing Neil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Golden Knights are just they're and so tr- strategic. Good for him too because. The Canadians were, they're not the Canadians they were. No, they're no, falling off they, completely. They, they need a few I years. I mean, they lost yeah. Sue Ban and Shea Weber really yeah. wasn't amazing. So yeah. it's really nice for him to be on a team like the Golden Knights. Yes, they could use him yes. well. And I, and that, they're going to use, use so, him so well. well. He's going to shine. He's going to lead that team. I'm so excited to figure out, you know, and learn who their captain's going to be. But uh, yes, yeah, so hockey starting up. And then I just want to give a little tip of my hat to Serena Williams for anybody that may not know. Um, she did lose the U.S. Open, but you guys, so much drama unfolding. There was so much controversial calls. There was booing. Um, she lost to Naomi uh, Osaka, but she, just class act. So, I don't Always. know if anybody knows, but of course. She, she was in a lot of fights with the umpire, just very questionable calls. This woman, I mean, again, if not the best tennis player in the world of all time, and, and I, she had every reason to lose her beep, 
and she just she was you know for the most part composed. And I mean, they're they're looking at slapping over the seventeen thousand dollar fine. But I, I just think that she is such a powerhouse because everyone's just after her. She's such a strong player. But I you know if you look at the ceremony when she won, she was just so there for her you know competitor. And I just think she's really again, an icon. That is what sports is about. That's is being exactly able to just rise above the circumstance. So. It's really about rising above, and it's about companionship and sportsmanship mm. and knowing it's a game yeah, and knowing to be proud of someone because if you were there you'd want them to be proud of you if you won yeah. and she, she's such an icon and she has been for years this isn't True. a new thing right. like here she comes like no. no she's here and she's here to stay and runner up I mean again let's just talk about how long she, you know, she was out for a little while obviously the baby like and, and, and runner up and, and they're there's so much controversy around. I feel really bad for Naomi because we know that you know she she just kind of feels like well it should have been Serena. However, with that said, I, I just there's so much to be said about who won or you know it doesn't matter who won. It was about the the attitude behind it. Was, it. It's Serena always about the attitude. Such a champion. It. So what you know just an incredible display of sportsmanship and. Uh, we just have so much more to talk about. We will carry the conversation into next week. We hope you guys can join us. I am Becky Sotero. David Bloom. Find yes. me David H. Bloom. And Instagram, we will Twitter. Skype in our fearless leader, Bonnie Jill, from San Francisco next week. Thank you for joining me, David. And well, thank, thank you for, you for joining, joining me. the chat, everybody. So much good conversation. I'm sorry I didn't really get to uh, comment more, but I will. So we'll catch everybody next week at 4 o'clock Pacific, Pacific Standard Time. Standard Time. I got a snake in my tongue today. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.